Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, players and playettes. It's another exciting episode of Game Root. Game Gurus. I'm so bad at intros. But anyways, you don't come for the intros, you come for the content. And I am here today um, with my good friend and one of your favorite moderators, Robin. Hello, I'm happy to be here. Robin, tell some of the newer listeners who aren't as familiar with you about yourself. Um, my name is Robin Fitzgerald. I am an actor, writer, uh, licensed clinical social worker in Los Angeles. Um, I have a um, Fits and Friends, a show that I write, uh, direct, produce, um, and act in on YouTube. It's the YouTube channel is Robin Fitzgerald. The first season is completed, episodes one through eight. Season two is coming. Um, so you can find that on, again, Robin Fitzgerald on YouTube. The picture is a little cartoon uh, like avatar of me. Um, and you can also find me on IMDb Robin E. Fitzgerald. Robin E. for Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And some other projects coming too, but I'm not going to talk about them now. Well, we are very excited for um, new episodes of Fits and Friends and all of your upcoming projects, Robin. Yay, thank you. And so on today's episode, it's a relationship review episode. Um, can check out our other relationship review episodes that we did with Sam and Emily. Robin um, is friends with both of them, introduced me to them. And I'm very thankful for Robin, very thankful to Sam and Emily for um, joining us with those episodes. We did Marriage Story, uh, which is available on Netflix, uh, as well as uh, Call Me By Your Name, which it's, should be available somewhere. Some streaming platform should have it. Um, but um, very different movies, very interesting movies, uh, and... We are back at it today. Robin, what movie are we reviewing today? 500 Days of Summer. It's a classic. It's a great movie um, from about 2000. With Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Zoe Deschanel. Um, It is, the movie starts off by uh, stating that it's not a love story. Even though, which is like intriguing right away because you're like, okay, this looks like a romantic comedy. Um, it's not a love. So it draws you in with kind of showing, um, a little past story of Tom, who's Joseph Gordon-Levitt and, uh, Summer, who's Zoe Deschanel. Um, and they meet at a card writing, almost like a Hallmark type place where like they write greeting cards and, uh, Summer is hired as a receptionist and Joseph Gordon-Levitt or uh, Tom kind of like likes her right away. And we, as the audience see that we see so much more of Tom and Tom's world. Um, so he's kind of, you know, shy and self-conscious about talking to her a bit. Um, he kind of draws like uh, some conclusions right away, but anyway, so he kind of like flirts with her, they get to know each other. Uh, and they uh, are friends slash like casually dating. And then we are taken through, and the whole time in between one soundtrack, 
songs by Regina Spector. Um, there's some Simon and Garfunkel, I believe. There's Hall and Oates. Um, great soundtrack. And then there's also like um, animation, like sketchy sketches kind of things, like in between scenes, some of them that like draw us in, which is really cool too. Um, and yeah, Tom's an architect and he has his degree as an architect and he wants to be that and summer kind of like inspires him to or kind of gets him to look at like why aren't you doing that um and then so yeah so it's this difficult journey where obviously we can see that tom's feelings are a bit stronger than um and she says you know i just want to be friends or you know i just i like you i want like a, a casual relationship and so we we the audience like see this all unfold and we see it unfold in between them and we also see tom's personal story and what he shares with his friends um and yeah so it you know doesn't really work out between them as we were kind of told at the beginning and then tom uh meets someone else and he's hopeful about that um but both of these actors are wonderful actors. Um, you're really like in the moment with both of them. They have an authenticity that you're drawn to, in my opinion. They both have a charm. Um, they're both believable. So they're just actors. Um, about the summary of 500 Days of Summer. Um, I, I agree with, um, a lot of the praise that you gave towards the movie. Um, it's one of my favorite movies. It's been 500 days of summer is one of the most influential movies to me personally as a, um, as a screenplay writer. Um, and I, I've, uh, been working on a project, um, that I hope to be my first film, and it's 500 Days of Summer was very um, influential and instrumental in that. Um, just about how to write it in terms of scope and a very refreshing way to present um, a love story. Uh, because I think it is a love story in a more unconventional way because mm -hmm. they don't end up together. It's not, uh, but I, I, I I think the movie has an underlying um, aspect of humor, uh, mm -hmm. but the characters' interactions aren't altogether like funny. Maybe some of them, like maybe with Tom and his friends, and Tom when he's talking with his sister, but how he and Summer relate to each other isn't exactly like comical. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, actually, you know, I was as you were talking. I think that it would actually be very interesting to do if they, you know, decided to maybe do a companion, a film where we get more of summer side of things. Yeah. And maybe, maybe even going into her marriage, you know, that um, would be interesting. Cause like you say, we, we are very much in Tom's world. Um, and although, even now more so. Um, so for you all that don't know, um, Robert and I are pretty good friends. Uh, we talk often and we had a 
very lengthy conversation about this movie and our different perspectives, mm-hmm. which we're hoping to share later in this episode. Um, but to kind of talk about that really quickly as a little segue um, or preview, rather, I don't really like the characters. And I think the more I watch it, the least the the less I like them. Um, but I think that they the performances are incredible. I think they were both born to kind of like play these roles. You know, as an actor, you you get that experience where it's like, yeah, this script is for me. I'm going to be able to shine here and very bright. Like, mm-hmm. um, I think actually uh, Joseph Gordon-Lovett is uh, probably the better actor between the two because um, I, I I've seen Zoe Deschanel and some other things, and I just don't think that any of her performances kind of match what she had here. Um, and I don't necessarily, I don't know if uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt has better performances than his role as Tom Hansen. However, he does have other roles that are pretty high caliber, I would say. I don't, I don't think he has anything that beats this. I think this is probably his um, finest performance. Um, very talented actor, and then just the um, you have a young uh, what's her name? Uh, Grace, um, who plays his sister. She's oh, kind of um, popular actress now. Ah, uh, why can't I think of her name? She- Chloe Grace. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. Um, I'm I'm not getting her last name, but she was uh, in. She was one of her first bigger ones. Was that movie with Seth Rogen with like the sorority yeah where she was playing um and um zach efron zach efron what is it called neighbors yes 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 something like that yes um i'm i'm trying to find her name right now but um she was very good in her role Mm -hmm. and she was young when she did this role as well so um and just everyone everyone did a um there's some other lesser known um, actors in there. Well, the guy this... from that crime show, too, but I don't yeah, know his name. Yeah, he plays one of his best friends. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then... That other guy's silly. I like him, but I don't know his name either. <laughs> yeah, I saw his name earlier. Um, and and I, I haven't seen him in too much else. And then you have... Uh, Cap, uh, I forget what the guy's name is in the Marvel franchise, but um, one of the agents of Shield is uh, plays here. His name is uh, Greg Clark or Clark Greg, something like that. Other, um, but it, it's just a very well done movie. Uh, from uh, acting standpoint, I would say it's it, it's a nine or a ten. It's it's phenomenal. Um, the script, I would say, is a 10. It's one of the best scripts, just when you're looking at what is actually on the pages, the writing of it. Mm-hmm. It hits on all cylinders. Um, and I think even whatever your opinion is of the characters, I think, Robin, you like the characters, even mm-hmm. Tom, even though you're Team uh, Summer. But I still think you like Tom. I like both uh, of them, yeah. Yeah, I you like, like both, both of them. them. And... Um, so I think whatever your opinion is on the characters, you can 
you still feel like you got to know them and they still feel like real characters to you. They're very well developed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all the characters are somewhat like that, even the more supporting roles. Mm-hmm. You, you kind of feel like, oh, I can kind of relate to that person's standpoint and, and this and that. And then um, also the added uh, narration works very well. It's funny and does add that humor to it. Um, and then as far as directing, the pacing is very good. Visually, it's mm-hmm. captivating. Um, just flows tremendously. Um, so as a film, like I said, one of my favorite films. Definitely, for me, I think it's a, a top 50 film. Yeah, agree. Is there, <laughs> is there anything that morning. I missed in the summary? Um, no, you pretty much hit on everything in the summary the movie just kind of takes us back between um him the time that he meets her from the time that he starts dating to the time that he fish from the time they break up his grief process and the time that he officially becomes over summer he moves on from that relationship oh right they're calculating the days yes that's why it's they're summer. calculating yes the and they go out of order um really interesting too it, it's all out yeah. of order um you see a lot of things and some of it you have to kind of put together like i don't think i watched it this morning um and i don't think definitively we know how long they were actually together for it's not stated and it's not really shown the way that the calculations are going but I would have to say my my perspective is that they were probably only together and and I because Robin and I are kind of going to debate this point. I already know mm-hmm. kind of since we've had these chats before, Robin, uh, but and I together, I know is kind of strong term. So I don't know if I want to use that, but their relationship or that lack thereof, I'm just, you know trying to preface it but the point is that whole what transpired between them was only about yeah, six that's, months yeah would you say that's accurate or say- okay yeah uh, if yeah and i Me- think he actually spends more time in the breaking up like the grieving morning grieving process yeah than they were actually together for yeah um so for sure. That's yeah. So, so what's next? So let's get to yeah. it. We're gonna. This is kind of actually gonna be a little bit of a debate yeah. episode. Yeah, let's do it. Robin and I actually were uh, we de- not debated, but we were uh, on another podcast. Shout out to CQP Moments and a little bit of everything with me, Angelica, and Shower and Karaoke. Uh, we were, we, Robin and I have both had episodes on there solo, but we decided to go against the uh, co-host on there and episode of Shower and Karaoke, which, uh, you know, hopefully you guys are excited to hear. Which probably comes um, out this Friday, right? This Friday, maybe next Friday. Yeah. So, Yay. good stuff. Check it out. And so, and now, you know, we're. We're on different sides of this, but 
Um, I always love hearing Robin's opinion. I, I just really enjoy talking to her. That's probably why we talk so much. So, okay. So we're looking, so we're talking now from the perspective of the like relationship Chip aspects aspects yep. of this. So, yeah. So, okay. So basically, uh, so again, we see everything from the perspective of Tom as the audience. So Tom, what he tells his friends, um, you know, even like his grieving by himself or um, him, you know, looking at her in moments, things like that. So we always are given the perspective of him and sort of uh, his, you know, uh, feelings for her. Um, so we're always sure of that. So basically, uh, I'm trying to think at some point in time, okay, wait, I'll start here. So at the, somewhere near the beginning, um, you can see right away that he's, you know, he, he really likes her and he's very sort of, um, shy and insecure about like approaching her. So there's a scene where like, they're in the elevator and he said he finally gets up the courage to just say like how was your weekend and she's like it was good and like he tells his friends and basically he's like they're like okay she said it was good so that means like she was like fucking some other guy am i allowed to say that on here yeah so that so that's what it means and they're like how does that mean that so you can see that you know that's kind of um yeah it's, it's hard for him to put his feelings out to, you know, put himself out there to her. He feels like uh, he sets himself up for like, I'm going to be rejected kind of a thing. So finally, uh, you know, Summer, they bond, I think, over the Smiths music. They both like the Smiths. The Smiths are great. Um, and so then he feels, oh, he kind of has like a window to talk to her a little bit more. They have a... a a part of a staff like karaoke night and then um they you know they get pretty drunk and his friend who's like a goofball ends up saying like tom likes you and so um she's like oh and then she asked him like was that true so she's pretty open she's very open um and and pretty direct about everything so she just asked him like was that true like do you like me and, you know, he's kind of hesitant and saying yes. And she's like, okay, well, you know, I, I like you, like, I want to be friends. So she shows like an interest there, but she also has been saying this throughout. There's even a, a clear conversation in when they're at the karaoke with the staff that she does not want a boyfriend. She's not looking for a relationship. So that's a clear, like... She says that. So she reiterates that again. And he's like, okay. And he's confused because I'm, you know, I, I guess he doesn't really, he, one, he likes her, but he probably also doesn't really know or understand that world. So he's like, I like you. I want you to be my girlfriend. This is what I know of, you know, relationships. So, uh, so anyway, they have that exchange at the care kind of like, okay, well, you know, whatever. And then, they're in the copy room at work one day and she just randomly kisses him in the copy room. So he's like, Whoa, all right. Uh, and then, so then they, uh, she says, I like you at a point in time. 
And then, so then they start making plans and seeing each other and like hanging out together. Um, and he, you know, Tom the whole time is like, this is great, but also like, what is happening? What is going on? So that, that fear and insecurity of like, I really like this person. Um, and you know, what I know are clear relationships and just like, I think it's hard to like live in the moment and throughout she's saying like, you know, I like you. I like spending time with you. I don't want it to be like a relationship. So it just kind of goes back and forth where then he keeps asking like, well, what is this? And she says, I don't know. Like I'm having fun. Like I, I like seeing you and fun. Like, aren't you? And he's like, yeah, but he keeps talking to his friends and his sister. Like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what she wants. So, you know, it's just kind of a back and forth. And um, again, we really, the audience gets to see everything from him, his perspective, but nothing else from hers, but she's very clear and honest and direct with him. Um, And then, so then it gets to a point in time where things just start like shifting. Like, I think it just starts shifting and it's no longer, you know, as, as relationships change at times. And so he feels like the distance uh, and she ends up, they go see the graduate movie and she's crying and he, I think, sort of enjoys the movie. And then they go have pancakes and he's like, what's going on? And she's like, I think we shouldn't see each other anymore. And so, you know, he's, he's upset. He's blindsided. You know, obviously he's kind of devastated. He really liked, really likes her. Um, but he wasn't listening because she did tell him that throughout. So, you know, I think for me, like in, in dating in general, you just have to be listening to that other person. So if at a point in time, he's like, okay, she's saying this, but I really like, and I don't think I can do this because it's, you don't want to be exclusive um, then he has that choice, but she's being honest with him. So, um, so yeah, they end up breaking up and then, uh, he's, he's obviously devastated and there is a mutual coworkers wedding where they see each other and they and they dance together and, you know, they have a good time. And then she invites him to a party that she's having uh, like the next weekend. And so he was very hopeful that there may be, you know, they may get back together or, you know, something may happen. And he goes there and she's actually engaged to someone. So he's really upset. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would add that I think that she could have said that. That is one thing that like, uh, but, but also she may not have, he didn't say hey, it'd be great to get back together. Like she may have thought he's over me too. I don't know if he's seeing anyone and we're just like having a good time together. Nothing like sexual or anything happened between the two of them. They were just like dancing and and hanging out. So uh, he was hopeful that something might happen. She was engaged. Um, you know, he's, he's again devastated. Uh, then they run into each other at a park. He's sitting at, you know, like his favorite park that they had gone to together. He kind of introduced her to it. And then she walks over and 
you know, they get to kind of have a moment where they're talking it out where, you know, he's like, well, you know, congratulations. And she, um, he's kind of like, why did you, when we saw each other at the wedding, why did you dance with me? Why did you do these things? And she's like, I wanted to. And he's like, so you just, you know, kind of do what you want. And she, you know, just said, I didn't really believe in fate. I didn't believe in these things that you talked about until I met my husband and it just like happened. And I had no idea that, you know, that was going to happen and it just did. And so this moment where, you know, he's, he's upset. He's, you know, understandably. And then he, you know, kind of grieves out again, but then he starts, uh, uh, doing like architect stuff which she kind of inspired him to do and then he goes on an interview and he meets someone else and you know whether or not that person is like his soulmate or something he is hopeful and her name is autumn and autumn comes after summer and i'm done that was long <laughs> no it was good um so I'm going to make this point. So I want to be clear about kind of like how you rate them. Like as we were talking before, um, I think the relationship is like, I, I would say a lot of the miscommunication or the, the reason, well, I don't think that their relationship was going to work out anyway, but I, in terms of culpability or accountability, I think it would be like 70, 30, 80, 20 um, with uh, Tom being the most responsible. And when we talked before, you said that you really didn't feel that way because like you have just shared, you felt like she was open and honest throughout. Mm -hmm. When you say responsible, what does that mean? So when I say accountable or responsible, like, who was doing things that were like detrimental to healthy communication or healthy or growth of a relationship? Like who was being the most um, respectful and, you know, intuitive, just like doing the things that you would want from someone who you're connecting with to do. Okay. Does that answer your question or not? really because I I didn't love my response but okay if you're, if you're cool with it we'll, we'll go with that but um so I I do think Tom is really truly a romantic and I think it's very interesting that 500 days of summer starts from the moment he sees her not even from the moment he first talks to her but just from the moment he sees her Mm -hmm. and i think that says a lot and it and it goes to up in the movie ends when he's finally over with her over her supposedly because he asked the you know autumn out for um coffee Mm -hmm. right so i'm gonna start with tom because there's so much to talk about with tom 
Tom, 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 Tom. If Tom were a real character, Tom should give me a call immediately and hire me for a consult and because we would need a lot of time together. Um, Tom has a lot of issues. First of all, it's not usually a good idea to date someone in your workspace. You know, uh, even though Tom was not, you know, her boss or any way, um, I think they were probably, they would probably be considered peers on a professional level because she was the assistant to his manager. Um, and he, he was just, you know, he was one of the more successful greeting card um, writers. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, that's mistake number one that um that that's just something that i would just not promote for someone to do um because even though by the time it seemed like summer decided to leave the job as she broke up with tom or like right after um and, and it's because we go back and forth. Would you say that's accurate? Or Well, she continuously mm-hmm. talked about like goals too and how she had her own goals and she wasn't going to do that uh, forever. And so she kept like pushing him to like. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think they had uh, s- somewhat of a conversation. Um, you know, I, I think he he showed her you know his drawings and you know he clearly wasn't happy being a greeting card mm-hmm. writer um and we never really find out why or what happened where he wasn't pursuing architecture anymore considering he has a degree in it um but he, he just seemed like he didn't he thought it was like out of his reach like he said reach something he was just yeah. kind of like like he didn't have enough yes, confidence in himself yes, exactly and and i think she did encourage him in that regard by saying like no you actually are talented mm-hmm. and she even reiterates that when um she invites him to the party which may or may not be her engagement party because she does say when they're at the park together that he hadn't proposed to me yet so I don't know if he proposed I feel like Tom maybe would have seen that but Uh, also he might have been inside and she proposed outside so I'm not sure if he actually did propose at that party or if it happened at another time in between you're right the wedding versus um that that party that they attended um so, I, yeah, I, I don't know exactly what the nature of that party was. They really don't get into it. But you, we we see that she's uh, engaged because Tom sees her showing off her ring mm-hmm. to someone. And you're... Or showing you're like, her ring, right, telling, would be a better, um, maybe a less biased way of when, saying When that. she's in the park with Tom, she ends up telling him he hadn't asked yet. So you're right. Like, when, when they went to that wedding, yes. yeah. she said he hadn't asked yet. Okay, go ahead. Right. So, so we have a week where he had that window. So maybe mm-hmm. we don't know. I, I don't know. 
of when that could have occurred. Um, and to Summer's credit, uh, she does admit that that um, that she probably should have been more forthcoming about her relationship status when they were mm. together. And, and I'll, I'll come back to that point a little bit later when I kind of discuss Summer. Um, but, okay, so Tom is a romantic. We are told that um, because of the film The Graduate, um, which I, we probably could do a relationship review on that mm-hmm. at some point. Sidebar, that's, I was really hyped to see that movie. I was not impressed by it ultimately but it's been a while since i've seen it um anyhow um so he's and then and then pop music and he really believes in the concept of love and the film actually opens with his sister coming in and his friends are saying we didn't know who else to call this is bad this is the worst we've ever seen him and so this Mm -hmm. is a pattern for him Tom really he falls hard he falls deep uh, he falls quickly with uh, women and I think Summer I think Summer initially is just going to always be too much for Tom for the simple fact uh, that Summer is listed as being called uh, labeled as the Summer Effect like all these um, coincidences or patterns are demonstrated. Uh, she says she likes a song or no, there was a quote from a song in her yearbook and sales of that song spiked mm-hmm. up. Um, sales spiked up when she was working um, at a yogurt place or an ice cream shop or something like that. Um Set, what was the other example? Um, she's always had a 9.2% uh, decrease in her rent in comparison. You know, so there's just certain peculiar things. She just has a certain je ne sais quoi about her. You know, she's different. She's unique. Um, and I'll have to come back to this point later. Um, but something and they, they, they do share with us in the narration that because of Summer's marriage, us, the dissent, the dissension of her parents' marriage, she doesn't believe in love. And then she later states that in the conversation at the uh, karaoke bar, that love is a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um. So, getting back to Tom, Tom is so infatuated. He He's of the mindset that if he loves someone hard enough, it will conquer all. Like, he can will a relationship to life. Um, I think Tom is probably the type of guy that will change based on who he's dating. Like, he'll suddenly become interested in whatever that person is interested in. I think with Summer, they happen to have um, 
the uh, Smiths and kind of general taste in music in common. But where we kind of later see that that maybe really is overemphasized in Tom's mind because he they're at the uh, record store and I think it's the day they break up uh, where he's saying he mentions some band and he's like, it's hard to believe that there's people in the world who don't know who this band is. And she's like, I don't know who they are. And she's kind of flippant about it. Um, and he's I like, on... yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. I Yeah. He's like, I made a mix. It's the track number one. And she said, oh, like, so we don't know if she really listened to the track or kind of really what that conversation was about um but you kind of see that maybe really their connection isn't mm-hmm. as strong as Tom mm-hmm. seems to think it is um and l- let me say this I do not believe that they were soulmates I don't think that they were twin flames. I don't think that they were kindreds. I don't think they fit any of the three categories that, um, you know, I'm kind of writing about for uh, the book and the uh, the categories that mm-hmm. I practice as well. Um, so, and even his sister says that, like Tom, I, and then she later says that he just kind of invented a narrative mm-hmm. and went with mm-hmm. it I, yeah um, and I think sorry I don't, I don't want to please yeah. don't forget what you're going to say but I think that that's a problem with people who like grow up I mean and I did watch Disney movies but I think you know a lot of like the media like or things that you watch when you're younger when you see like these stories over and over like that and you're someone who becomes like invested in things like that where people just think that like there's like this like fairy tale that just unfolds. You know what I mean? Right. Um, yeah, I think that's the um what does uh Queen Pen call that? Coupon Queen Pen calls that the the uh Cinderella effect, I think. Or maybe she calls it mm-hmm. the Disney effect, something like that. But I, that that's I I call it the the Disney phenomenon. What would their signs be? I think I know. that oh for that just for someone who no, just really they're, believes they're zodiac in signs. Mm-hmm. oh there's zodiac signs i i, I think, don't know um i, I think, think it would Tom's probably be pisces don't you and she is either a sagittarius or an aries yes really yeah i could see him being maybe a pisces guy yeah that kind of makes a lot of sense um Okay, and so, like I said, I I do give Tom 70% of, he kind of did it to himself, and I think some of the backlash from the, not the backlash, but the response of the film is people were mad at Summer for um, breaking up with Tom Mm -hmm. and breaking his heart and all that, and because we do see it from his perspective, and the guy was in a lot of pain, like, he was going through it, he's showing up to work, and you know, can't really do his job anymore because he doesn't believe in love. Which and... is, like, never wrong. It's never wrong to have feel. It's good to, you know, be open and honest and have feelings, and when you're hurt, be hurt. 
I think just the thing is that people were blaming Summer. And in my opinion, I think it has to do with sexism and the fact that, like, she's a woman who is just casually dating. And I think that's really hard for people to accept, even though she was honest about it. I think she was casually <clears throat> dating. And that this is that's a good segue where I I look at Summer as she was casually dating him in name only. In what? But in name only. She kept saying, yeah, well, and she, she would go back and forth a little bit with it, but when, when something would happen that she didn't like, that's when she would reiterate, it's just casual, we're just having fun, but the amount of time that they were spending together and just really the nature of their relationship. They were staying over at each other's houses. Um, We don't know how often though. Like we did see them together, but we don't know how often, like we saw them hanging out and having fun together, but we didn't, it didn't seem like it was like every day or. Well, I, I think it was, at least three to four days out of the week on average based on the different clips that they kind of integrated. And then just the standalone scenes that we see them in, I think it would be safe to say that they were spending a high amount of time together. I don't think that they were just hanging out on Saturday. Right. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I would, I wouldn't think just hanging on Saturday. I don't know the actual time frame. But I think the other thing is uh, that could be true, but it's, I think Summer, again, like she was being honest about it. And I think just looking at it from a perspective of, I like him and I'm just like living in the moment, but I'm telling him that I don't want a relationship. So she was just in. But, but they, he was literally giving her a relationship. It's just like, don't call me your girlfriend don't refer to yourself but as that's, my But the words matter. But everything else that they were doing. But but that that's just about labels. But the actual behavior really did have a boyfriend-girlfriend but dynamic the, to it. If we're... And, and, and I don't necessarily... I don't think you have to have labels, whatever you want to call. You, what you're doing is... Th- that That's your relationship. So... Um, I, I don't feel like she had to call herself um, his girlfriend or he had to be her boyfriend. Like she she did express, hey, um, where, you know, I, I did want to keep things casual. And but she's the one who starts their relationship. She's the one who first mm-hmm. starts flirting with him. Um the one that mm-hmm. she kisses him randomly. Yeah, um, I mean, I think she genuinely likes says, him. Hey, that's hang out. She, she, she no, and, and that she, you can like, genuinely like someone and know that strong... you're not compatible for like a serious relationship or just not want that. Yeah, and and what and I, I and well, I'm gonna get to this point later. I I think and then where she is, she she was open to a certain extent. Like she 
there are, I think, two or three scenes in which she says, really pertaining to their relationship, like he gets into a, he gets into a fight with the guy, which was really kind of, that was a kind of like a little bizarre scene. Um, it's probably actually my least favorite scene in the movie, but he gets into mm-hmm. a fight with the guy and it was like, I didn't understand was he doing that? He Because the guy was leaving. Oh, I can't mm-hmm. believe this guy is your boyfriend. And so he gets up, he tries to punch him. I don't know if he thought he was being macho, but she, and then he later says, I was doing that to protect you. Well, he, the, the situation mm-hmm. was kind of already handled. It was gonna, it was de-escalating. So he didn't really need to do that. Um, and I think he was doing that to kind of out of, he was projecting almost the fact that because they they hadn't really addressed the boyfriend conversation or the relationship title mm-hmm. label conversation and he was getting pressure from his friends and you know his sister was the one his sister is the most um i would say accurate person in the film uh in terms of advice and just her perspective on relationships she told him you do want to have the conversation. Mm-hmm. You're just scared of what mm-hmm. she'll say. Exactly. And 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 that that and that that is on Tom. But she. I see what you're saying. I do. I, I see. So, I and I think and both of those points are valid. I just think that if for summer, so we don't know exactly how often they were hanging out. But if for summer, she's like. I like this guy and I'm having fun. And I told him that, and I told him that I don't want a relationship. Like why, if, if he's like, do you want to see a movie tonight? And she genuinely wants to see him. Then she's like, well, I'm not going to live in the moment anymore. Or I'm just going to say, no, I want to see you, but I'm just going to say no, just because I don't want a relationship, which I've already told you. And even then, I don't think he would take it well. He he really liked her and he wanted what he wanted. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there was like a good, like there's well, like a rule and a guideline of like, but, that would have made it better for him. I, I he think, just really liked her and he was who he was. I can agree with you on that point to a certain extent. So the way I was kind of kind of going to elaborate on that specifically is, uh, like I said, they're not soulmates. They're not really compatible. And they probably, if, if we're saying they dated for six months, mm-hmm, and I think mm-hmm. we both agreed on that, right, Robin? Okay. They probably should have only been together two months, three months, because what they really wanted were two different things. She, he had in his head that they were soulmates, so he was operating with that long-term thing in mind. And I like being around you. I like being happy. And like I said, he is 80%, 70%, whatever. He's the major cause of issues between them. So from that standpoint, he was operating on a fallacy because they she that, that they should have just kind of hung out let the relationship run its course and and that really w- should have been maybe in like a two three month kind of time frame because it did become ambiguous and he wasn't 
um, the type of person that could handle that situation. But and here's where I do give her some. Um, it's well, it's one of my issues with Summer. She kind of knew that this guy was not equipped to handle uh, what was going on in their relationship at a certain point. And I and I think that is some some of the reason why she did end things with him, but I think she did end things with him late um, because I don't know if she just moved to this area, if she was still meeting people, if she just kind of didn't want to be alone. She did like, I think she you know, liked him. She did like yeah. aspects of him. She, 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 no, she absolutely mm-hmm. liked him. Um, you said that they, he had stronger feelings for her, mm-hmm. which I think is true to a certain extent. But I think what it really is, his consistency, his feelings for her were consistent. Hers were not. She was inconsistent about really everything. She was inconsistent about she believed in love and, you know, until, you know, she got swept off her feet by the guy that she ended up marrying. Um, I'm going to get back to that point in a second. Um, she, she said that she you know kind of just wanted to be friends and the casual she just didn't really want to put a label on it but which is fine but then you know there's a scene where she comes back after the fight and because they get into a fight before oh I'm tired um and then she comes back in the rain to his apartment apologizes and he he you know he tells her like hey I just want to know that you're not going to feel differently in the morning because her feelings kind of change with her mood. They're day by day. And she tells him there, and this is maybe where they should have ended things. I can't give you that. Nobody can. And I see both sides of that. I think, you know, it is very possible not I'm not very possible is maybe not the quite right phrasing, but it is um plausible, I should say, that someone could wake up, you know, some mm-hmm. there's been cases where people are married for 10, 15, 20, or 30 seven, years. Yeah. They wake up and they just say Yeah. And just say, yeah. Hey, I don't I don't want this anymore. Something has yeah. changed within me and um although that is very jarring right you kind of have to just accept that right if that's what that's on it's that almost like have you heard of like right? non-attachment um, like everything's gonna end like nothing is ever but it's like if you really mm-hmm. if you really uh like or love someone or however you want to define that and you're able to just live in the moment and say this is worth it enough for me to be in it be in it and you know and we might we can even discuss tom's issues just living in the present you know maybe he's focused on the past maybe he's uh fixated on the future okay i'll concede all of that but she she says that to him yeah she says okay okay so she says that that that's probably where if tom had any sort of um 
Yeah, I'll just say it. If Tom had game about him, he would have known. Um, and his emotional intelligence is kind of, you know, is very shaky. But that that's probably when they could have just had a conversation about mm-hmm. ending things. Because clearly you two kind of see things in two different ways. He really believes that mm-hmm. someone could give him that. Could say. And and there is the in-between, and which is very common, which is the likelihood of a person saying that is probably rare. I, I can't tell you a hundred percent that I won't get up tomorrow and not like you anymore. But if this relationship, if we're continuing to develop and be with each other and have fun, then yeah, I, I, I can say that I'll, it's more likely than not. It's probable, Mm -hmm. very probable that I'll continue to like you. Right. I definitely hands down think he could be with like they weren't a fit for, you know, that somebody else would give him a little more of a guarantee. Like, I know that I want to be in a committed relationship with you. I know that I, you know, like what he was looking for. Absolutely. Right. But that's, she said, you know, she was honest and then it's just his choice on how he responds to that. But a lot of times when she she she'll say things and then that was her opportunity as well to say to give him to for or for both of them to have a conversation about can we can can we still do this I mean she could have elaborated like that but I think her saying that just even gives him the window too and I think it, it gave both yeah. of them the window, and that's what I started with him because, like I said, he's eighty. But she could have done that as well, and but instead she just comes over and kisses him, and because she did want that aspect, you know, they're having fun, but that emotional mm-hmm. kind of connection with someone else, and like like mm-hmm. we both keep saying, she did I... like him. Um. And in that moment, she she did like him. But right. like I said, she 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 is somewhat in terms of mixed messages. Yeah, but I think she was. Um, I wouldn't use the term honest to describe her, but I I think there was enough there that if Tom had a higher, like I said, if Tom had game, he would have been able to decipher and move that really move better in that relationship and make better choices I think for both of them and I think to a certain extent she did feel somewhat somewhat guilty for how things went between them um and I think in the conversation with the park she gave him enough information Mm -hmm. so that he could move on from the relationship um and I give her credit for being honest and saying, I was not sure of that mm-hmm. with you, but I was sure of that with him. Now, my final point is, personally, I don't think Tom's relationship, um, because I don't think he did enough self-development um, for that next relationship to be successful. And I don't think her relationship, um, her marriage would actually be successful. 
Um, although we don't see enough of her interactions with the guy that she married, we don't, we don't see his face really ever at all. Technically, I think there we, we see a scene of a guy that Tom maybe thinks she's with, but we don't actually see the guy. And then we see some footage. Uh, we see some scenes of her actually getting married, but we don't see his face. So we don't really get to know what their relationship looks like in comparison to um, her relation, Summer's relationship with Tom. Um, but I, I definitely think in this case, these are two people who um, I want to say should never have been together, but probably just stayed um in a non-compatible okay. relationship yeah. for too I long. mean, I, I see that. I just, I think that's how we all like learn. I mean, I'm sure, you know, we all have had my fair share of, you know, different kinds of, but I think that's just one, I mean, either just like living life and living in the moment. And then that's how you learn more about yourself and what you want. And, um, you know, so I do think there's always opportunity to just like learn and grow and say, and these were two people who really cared about each other and were able to have that mature conversation at the end, um, you know, where then he was able to finally like, okay, I've, you know, I've grieved for a bit of time and now I've gotten this closure. And then it was just like, he was ready to move. But the one point I, I just want to make and take a look at from when we were talking earlier about, um, you know, sort of the casual dating aspect of it and her being honest, but um, you feeling like she was sending missed messages, mixed messages and things like that. Think just for a minute about every movie or TV show that you see where it's the gender role is it's a man who's in that role that kind of um, is... uh, says that he wants like a casual relationship um and then you know there may the woman may have not really been totally listening and then ends up you know getting hurt or you know tries to convince him to leave like a wife or if it's an affair or something like that but we see this I think one of the main points of this is that we see this throughout I mean we see this all the time we've you know we've seen it uh many times and everyone's just that much harder on summer because they're seeing a woman um, and she's honest with him the whole time. But do you know what I mean? Like if you imagine it with a man in the lead role, I think people are just so used to that, that they would like skip over it. I think, and I've never actually, I know there is um the uh, link I sent you to the take, they did a an episode on it. Shout out to the take on YouTube; it's great. Um, but the, and they were kind of breaking that dynamic down. I've never actually s- seen the backlash, um, other than what was mentioned in um, the take. Like I've never saw anyone on Twitter. I. Um, say that and i know twitter was like the main source of uh where they were talking about that from and you know you know how periodically discussions just break out and start trending um so with with that i don't know i would have to see a little bit more context in terms of why people 
what was their level of anger towards Summer and what they were saying um, for me to say, like, um, it, it kind of go, like, more of the um, kind of sexist route because I don't... I, I think if, if, depending on how mad you were at the character, I think that would... I think your point would... Um, kind of be very um accurate at that point so it i would just kind of have to see what was what was the conversation that was being had because on the other end when we do see it with guys and guys are giving mixed messages where you know they're held accountable for that and throughout the script now a woman and a guy sending mixed messages can sometimes look different, right? It manifests itself differently. I, I think it's the same, to be honest. Still, I mean, I think it's the same in terms of, like, it doesn't matter if it's a woman. It's like, same. she still needs to be listening. Um, and I do remember listening to your first Game Gurus where this was talked about. And I think your your friend who's a moderator was like, sometimes it's hurtful when somebody says but I told you that from the beginning and it's like, yes. So you just need to really listen because if somebody's telling you that from the beginning and that's not what you want, you know, then it, whether it's a man or a woman or transgender. Like, well, I, I just had a conversation with um, a close friend of mine and he ended up having a situation where he was in a um, situationship that lasted um, way longer than it should have. And as we were discussing it, you know, we were talking about why that whole thing transpired the way it did. I was giving my input. He was sharing some things. um, And at the end of it, even though he was honest about where he was, about why things were the way they were, and was consistently such, it it was still to the point where his actions were harmful to another person and a person that he um, cares about and cared about. Um, and from that perspective, he he's accountable to the fact that he realized at some point, even even though he wasn't able to initially transition out of that relationship effectively, he realized he did know for an extended period of time that that was something that he wanted that he probably should do and wanted to do even though he was being upfront about it and she knew what was going on, he, you know, uh, but just as things go on, people do hold out hope and you can sometimes, and that, and that has, and sometimes your actions uh, when you're in the moment and you have intimacy with the, the person, it can have some unattended uh, subliminal um consequences 
And so just people should be mindful of that. Like, yes, I am saying this, uh, but that's why your actions and your um, words have to, should be aligned. And um, you can kind of need to continue to check in and really be honest with how that other person is receiving the information as well. And not just when it's convenient for you, not just when it works out for you, but as well as the other person, because I I don't think um, most people aren't intentionally trying to harm other people, but this is how relationships can be messy. And so just kind of being mindful of that, just self-awareness, but also awareness. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's nice. So just, um, but, and and I I think if, I think they're, uh, to your point, if, if someone is upset with Summer because she was a woman who decided that she did not want to have a, a traditional relationship with Tom, then, uh, I'll say it. That's a hundred percent kind of a sexist mindset. Mm-hmm. E- and even if a woman has that mindset, that would be. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, a I mean, some people ideology. might. It might right. even be like subconscious, so, though. Do you know what I mean? Like they might not even realize, but it's right, like because right. we've seen, I, 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 you I, know, I, yes, decades and decades of a reverse situation, and women pretty much always having to be "quote unquote" likable. Um, to be you know a lead in something or uh you know having to be like likable but like kind of docile and you know that that whole sort of mix of those things that everyone is just used to seeing so then when something's different they're like uh she's awful you know so yes but yeah nice good good talk Yeah, I'm happy that we finally yeah. did this. This was a couple months in the making, people. You know, I think when we initially talked about this, it was like we were going back and forth for like yeah, a, a yeah. Full, like two days, like, something. When we were for movie, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and so um, if you haven't seen the film, please watch it. I I'm nine out of. 10 positive that you'll love it i'm 90 percent sure that you'll love it um it really just is a good film especially if you're into movies if you like romantic comedies drama movies if you just and then you can comment what you thought about it yeah you know so is team uh zoe our team summer team tom you know i i'm no team so where so is your is the podcast on where can people listen to the podcast on anchor on all major podcasting platforms so we are on apple google spotify and we are also on anchor very so, cool. Well, out. thank you so much. This has been fun. It's been great. It's always fun to talk.
So absolutely. Yeah. So appreciate you coming by again, Robin. Um yes. might have some more episodes with Robin coming up. Um so we're we're doing this podcast case by case. So till we get the consistency up, you all will be the <laughs> first to know. Well, like the second to know. Communicate. But yeah. Um just having fun with these episodes and uh I just want to thank Robin so much. Uh for coming and your continuous support of this podcast in particular. Um, if you want to know more about Robin, we had a really great conversation on uh, the Trap Life episode we did. It was like 46 I don't remember the number like off the top of my head, but it's 46. Yeah, 40, somewhere in the high 40s. Check it out. Um, Robin's a fascinating person. and I'm grateful for um, our friendship I'm too. Grateful and for thank our friendship. you so much for those kind words. And enjoy the rest of your day in Chicago, Illinois, as we're all staying at home. <laughs> yes. And so we're, uh, yeah, bringing you content for uh, quarantine season. So without further ado, we will check you out 